Welcome to the Native Citizens Podcast, a ministry of Storehouse Community Church in McAllen, Texas. Every Monday, we gather to address the questions and issues aimed at everyday life and ministry in the context of the Rio Grande Valley. Well, good morning. I hope that y'all are doing well. Welcome to the Native Citizens Podcast. Uh, This morning, uh, I'm gathered here by... uh, with with Eric and LC, and we're going to be talking about uh, our closing thoughts or or our final thoughts uh, on Second Timothy. For those of you who don't know, um, we have spent the last I think seven weeks preaching through um, Paul's uh, second letter to Timothy. And, uh, and so today we're just going to talk a little bit about some of our final thoughts on some of the major themes that we encountered throughout Second Timothy. I've had a lot of fun preaching through this book. Um, it's, it's been very timely. Um, and so here are the three things that I want us to talk about, and then we'll kind of go through each one, and then we'll just you know kind of go back and forth. And so I want us to talk about the, the importance of discipleship, the call to faithfulness, and then finally, the church not being immune to false teachings. And so let's start with the importance of discipleship as this this theme has kind of come out in 2 Timothy. We've talked a lot about it. Um, we just finished doing, even on this podcast, right? We just mm-hmm. finished doing kind of a three-week series on, on discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a question I asked in the first episode, but to kind of rehash a little bit, like, why do you think discipleship is so important? And why do y'all think the Apostle Paul presses this on on Timothy, uh, particularly um, in this in this letter being his last one. Yeah, I think uh, what's coming to mind is uh, it keeps us humble that mm. and that we're we're not the ones in control of um, our lives per se. That's not that we can't make decisions or can't lead um, fulfilling lives with jobs or families or careers, whatever it may be. But um, in discipleship, we we come together um, to fight. We come together to wrestle well with our sin, um, point out each other's sin, but the way we do it is with grace. And, and to do that... <laughs> with others that takes that takes a lot of humbling and mm-hmm. that takes you asking for help that takes you you saying wow i didn't think i was doing xyz yeah thank you for for pointing that out for me accepting the help is, yeah it's pretty big and um so it, it, that's the biggest one at the top of my head right now mm-hmm. i was just it keeps us humble and that and ultimately reminds us that um, God is the one that is keeping us um, unified. Um, he is the one that unifies us and he is, he is the one leading us forward um, to himself um, and leads us how, how to, shows us how to live with one another. Yeah. I like that. I think the, the aspects of discipleship I find important are, like definitely the the humility that comes with 
with being around other people. Um, like everybody's wise in their own eyes or like everybody has a good idea in their own mind until they say it out loud. And then it's like checked by like the person next to you. It's like, well, Eric, I don't know if we should go to Walmart at 2 a.m. and get wheat thins and ice cream. <laughs> and yes. um, I say that kind of as a joke, but there's there's some really ridiculous ideas I've come up with. It's like, hey, uh, this that that might not be edifying for everybody. Uh, in in terms of like a Sunday morning right. gathering, it's like I want to sing this song, and it's like, well, I'll I'll have Izzy or Everett or other people say like, you know, that's that's a good song, and it's probably not best for a Sunday morning. <laughs> Private devotion, cool. And I think part of discipleship is hearing the Holy Spirit speak through another saint. Is is just like a different perspective. Like every part of the body is important. Mm-hmm. And like, who am I to say like, that I don't need that person in my life? Um, I think I think that part is like the the humbling of the person to live with others. Because if we're gonna be in heaven with one another, like in the glory of God with Jesus, like I'm gonna see you guys there too. Mm-hmm. It's like I think the discipleship aspect is learning to to love one another here, so we can. We can glorify God here and enjoy it and look forward to that in eternity. And I think right. that's, it's like um, the discipleship is like the the little picture yeah. of what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think one of the reasons, uh, or to add, one of the reasons that I think discipleship is so important in, in 2 Timothy is because um, it's this investment if i could say it that way but it's this investment um with the gospel to the next generation hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah like as paul is closing second timothy up um he one of the last things he tells him is i'm being poured out as a drink offering and so he uses this uh imagery of of him being sacrificed him being kind of like a ship ready to go like he's he's Mm -hmm. he is ready to be with the lord but before doing all of that he is instructing timothy with the importance of the gospel he's been entrusted with make sure that you uh disciple other people Mm -hmm. make sure that you preach the word right do the work of an evangelist um there is this um there is certainly this urgency from Paul to Timothy um, with uh, with the faith uh, with the, with the message of faith regarding Christ, but there is this um, like the significance of discipleship from for Paul to Timothy is that you're the one who's going to carry this on now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the things that is important about discipleship is that it is this investment of the faith to the next generation. Um, and Paul calls Timothy his his spiritual son. He refers to Timothy's family uh, on more than one occasion, and um, and and Timothy has been with Paul on several of his journeys. Timothy saw Paul um, persecuted and and suffered. Timothy was probably there during some of those persecutions and sufferings, and so Paul is not just entrusting him with what he already has. He's also entrusting him to keep passing it on. Mm-hmm. Like this, this message should not die with me. Therefore, preach the word, develop other people to disciple other people, 
and 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 guard against false teaching and mm-hmm. guard against mm-hmm. some of the things that you're going to be encountering. It's bigger than just it's, me. It's bigger than just yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which which I think leads us to the second point, right? The, the second point was the cult of faithfulness. So so the significance behind discipleship is, man, um, it's not just our own maturity in the faith and how we speak to one another, press into one another, and challenge one another, but it is also this um, this investment into the next generation, which then leads us to talk about the call to, to faithfulness. And and that's something that this past Sunday we we talked about as we closed up Second Timothy, and it's going to be how Paul is just closing his letter up to Timothy and just pressing him to remain faithful to the message that he's been entrusted with and to the work that he has been called to do. And so, what do you all think about that? Like, it, what do you guys think about? Or let me let me back up. What makes being faithful difficult? <laughs> hmm. I think I. Oh man, that's a good question, Elsie. You can go. <laughs> oh, thank you, Elsie. Eric. You go first. <laughs> Ladies first. Um. Okay. What makes it difficult to be faithful? Yeah. Okay. I think. And kind of help me with my wording, trying to find the right words. But I think it's it's difficult to, um, like ongoingly say sometimes the same things or give the same directives in a sense that um, where you're you're aiming to give encouragement, you're aiming to like edify your brother or sister. Um, and it's, and it's just like, I already said these things. Like, why right. do I got to say it again? Um, but then obviously Holy Spirit help, picks you, you know, inside me. Like I, I've been telling you that too. Or, you right. So would you say it's, <laughs> our, it's our lack of it's, patience? Okay, that's that, that. Yeah. I think that's an element like lack of patience or not as much patience as we think sure, we have. Sure. Um, uh, like that's an element, um, and I think as not um, only I guess going halfway or going a certain I am um, how do I say it length of distance with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. as far as okay Holy Spirit like yeah you're leading me in this okay let's do that um, but like God has all of our heart. Like he wants every single part of it. Right. And that, and so, and the same for you and the same for you, like you brother and sister. And so all these things that are intertwined, they're going to require perseverance. Mm-hmm. And for someone who wants things done like right away or thinks that things can be a quick fix. Yeah. Mm-hmm faithfulness is really hard because yeah. it's yeah. not like oh yeah you're gonna be faithful for like yeah three months yeah and we're done yeah we made it like a, a, a mcdonald's <laughs> faith yeah like McDonald's a drive-through faith. faith yeah drive-through faith yeah yeah you're, you're talking about like being marinated and, and yes. like forced to slow down and really listen to what god's saying yeah like and doing it over and over again yeah. Like, but I already did this, God. Right. And where Paul says, uh, was it verse six, uh, seven, uh, 
him saying I've fought the good fight, I've kept the faith. And that hit me hard when I read it um, earlier today. I was just like, man, keeping something to that extent, not wavering from it, not leaving the faith, not like putting it on the shelf for a while and then coming back to it because this part of my life, I just want to do my thing or find myself, you know, insert your phrases. Um, but like keeping it all the way through and that like, um, like you mentioned, Marco, um, not like um, hoarding it right. and not, it's not going to die with me. I'm passing right. this mm-hmm. on and I'm keeping it because I'm, I've pursued it every single day because I am in need of it every single day. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think in light of what you were (laughs) opening up with, it reminds me of, um, Eugene Peterson says, uh, he's talking about obedience, but essentially he, he defines faithfulness as a long obedience in the same direction. (laughs) Yeah. You do it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I I think. Well, wait. You go ahead and answer. Like, what? Why do you think faithfulness is? Because because that's what Paul is calling Timothy to. He is yeah. calling him to remain faithful. He is calling him to pursue faithfulness. Um, he is telling him about the importance of faithfulness in in this letter. Yeah. Why do you think it's difficult for Christians to? To remain faithful to what God has called them to, to remain faithful to where God has called them to. I think it's because we we get so short sighted. I think there's a like we don't see the bigger picture. Right. Uh, a lot of times, like if I just understood why I was doing these things, maybe I would do them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, even then, after understanding it, you probably still wouldn't. Right. Um. But like God's ways aren't our ways. I think there's there's almost this element of God not allowing us to see the bigger picture, mm-hmm. and that's like like proving us and really causing us to to be obedient, and like we walk by faith and not by sight. And I one of the, one of my favorite movies is Book of Eli, um, with Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah. And like most people would be like, oh yeah, the whole time. I spoiler alert. Uh, he was blind. And he was what? reading the the Bible in Braille, so no. like God That's had awesome. charged him to this like the last remaining Bible yeah. in the world, and like he causes him to read it every day, and head west I think was his instruction, and he, he had to be faithful to that, but every time God spoke to him, Eli's blind, he doesn't know where he's going, so it, like he's just walking in a general direction. I guess like when the sun comes up, he walks yeah. that way, um, and he wanders for so long. When he finally makes it and like he fought the good fight was like the last words. He's, I guess the, was like the monologue. Yeah. Um, but like that, that, that matters because he didn't see where he was going. The people he impacted on the way and like the idea behind it was to get scripture to a printing press. Yeah. And like the, the scriptures were shared with so many people because of his obedience. Mm-hmm. And I think the, Obedience while being blind and only relying on God's instruction is like a really like heavy theme that that I, that brings up that movie that yeah. like there's there's physical like the, there's visceral imagery I see in that movie where it's just like, oh, man, like that requires faith. And that's like he's he's in this post apocalyptic area. There's war all around him. Like people are out for his head. 
and to steal the book to do perverse like there's false teachers wanting to steal the good news mm -hmm. and he's he's fighting that fight he's he's pressing on in faith even though like he gets shot at one point yeah like he's 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 dang near on his deathbed and he's still doing it and that kind of faith i think is difficult because we don't see the shore right like, we don't see the printing press we don't see the masses that it's going to reach um we don't see how that's going to affect our children's livelihoods when they're adults right. like we don't see our friends suffering in the next week i think we don't see them because we're so self-centered and i think that's what it, like the answer is because we're so like short-sighted and self-centered is what makes it difficult to to be faithful um so i think like part of jesus's call to like take up your cross and deny yourself mm -hmm. is is an element like that's an the most important aspect of discipleship i think um so that we can learn from christ right and 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 emulate his obedience right so i think that's that's why it's hard yeah i agree i, I think mm -hmm. that's good the book of eli is definitely a really good illustration to to define like man he's been given a mission mm -hmm. he's been given a task he's been given a message and and he but the thing about it is like he is so convinced by it yeah you know uh that he is obeying the lord going to the west coast and encounters not just um not just opposition but he he encounters like like false teachers who are looking to get that message from him to spread it for their own personal gain. So, um, I think about that. I think the other thing about, um, uh, the, the call to faithfulness as to why, what makes like being faithful difficult. Um, I think it goes to what Paul closes the letter with. He tells Timothy to, um, make sure that the, the, the Lord's grace is with him. And I think that's one of the reasons faithfulness for Christians is so difficult is that we forget grace or that we, um, summarize grace to, to mean only one thing. And, mm -hmm. and that would be like a unmerited favor from God towards sinners. And that is, that is a hundred percent true. And there is more to grace than, than that, like grace transforms us, grace sustains us, grace empowers us, uh, grace helps mature us. Um, and so I think one of the reasons, um, or in addition to what y'all are saying as to why, why faithfulness is difficult is because we just forget about grace, mm -hmm. you know, and it goes into the whole <laughs> being self-centered and it goes into the whole, like, man, I, I lack patience. I lack understanding. Um, and that's not to say that we can't grow in those areas, but I think primarily it's because, man, we've, we've forgotten grace. Like we've, yeah. um, uh, oh, what is it? Not taken advantage of, but we've, uh, um, we've assumed the gospel in one another's lives. And so yeah. because of that, it's just, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, um, it almost becomes a graceless gospel. And, and so one of the dangers, even in light of the book of Eli, one of the dangers then becomes, that there's going to be false teaching and opposition that kind of heads our way. And so when it comes to that, which is the third point that we wanted to talk about, like, okay, man, so we've been called to be faithful with the gospel message. We have been called to disciple and invest this message in the lives of other brothers and sisters um, so that it would be 
passed along, moved along um, throughout the generations. The next thing then is how we guard this message against false teaching, against uh, opposition. And so, um, because we've been starting with you, Elsie, how, yeah, why do you think, uh, why do you think that's important? Why do you think that's important for us today, not just in the days of, of Paul and Timothy? Why does that matter right now? Like what, what are some, better yet, what are some of the things that you see inside and even outside of the church that are, um, that threaten the church and the gospel? I think, um, that's a kind of like easy, how do I say it? Easy access or like, um, minimal time spent ways of, um, worshiping with church or having church sermons being minimalized mm-hmm. and presented and like presented like a, a Christmas present or something mm-hmm. and yeah. and spoken of that that is still gospel or like um or you know that's one spectrum and then the other end of the spectrum is like there is no God we have our rights and this is our gospel and that's yeah. all we need in life. Right. And I, I think it's, it's so varied that I think there's so many voices and not that there never were many voices or many uh, like opinions or uh, teachings. Um, but I think what's been scary to see is that it, it pulls in aspects of the gospel and everything's, every voice is kind of like taking what they want mm-hmm. to hear. And then it's presented as, Oh no, this is the official one, or this is right. the way to live by. And so, so it's so important to know what the actual gospel is yeah. to not so much to be like, Hey bro, this is what's right. And you better repent. You know, I'm right. not smacking the Bible <laughs> on someone's head. <laughs> I thought I'd do that. I hope that, yeah. <laughs> so, but it, for me, that's that like, while it, Honestly, it gives me anxiety. It freaks me out because I already struggle with using my voice and and voicing myself, period. And to defend the gospel well, I have to know the gospel well. And I've I've known a lot of it. I I don't know it all. And, And so what gives me that courage is, has been, you know, going back to, what Paul and what Peter and Timothy, what they've gone through, all, all Acts, the book of Acts, like just what they faced in different situations, mm-hmm. it breaks things down for for what we're either still going through in our present time or, you know, just a si- different situation, but it can still be applied um, to my current situation or others around me. Right. Um, and it um, helps me start the conversations Right. Mm-hmm. Without pride or thinking I'm going to win right. something. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. And um, so in the sense of false teaching, I was talking with someone recently. I think I brought up last week to you guys or someone of like, hey, like, what about this person? They, I hear them. Um, they're very popular. And one of my family members like 
had been listening to them, I didn't know what to say because I didn't know who that person was. Right. And so it wasn't going to be like, oh, don't listen to them. And I don't know why, but don't listen to them. You know, right. you're not right. going to do that. <laughs> um, and so in asking about it, um, I was like, okay, well, that that sounds good, but that doesn't sound good. So sure. Lord, what, what do you say about these things? And um, I think when we don't submit the, the things to the Lord and ask um, where he says in his word, what, what is of him and what isn't, if we don't do that, I think we get in more trouble and we just, we don't defend the gospel. Well. Um, yeah. And I think and, that's what, I think what threatens the church given false teaching, what, what threatens the church given opposition is, <clears throat> is that, uh, I think one of the things is particularly in American Christianity is that the church um, either forgets the sufficiency of scripture mm-hmm. and, and, or forgets or ignores scripture altogether. Mm-hmm. So rather than maturing in our faith, rather than growing in our understanding of who God is, there is a checkbox. And so when opposition and false teaching come our way, one of the things that Paul always talks about when it pertains to false teaching is that false teachers, those who oppose the gospel, are going to use persuasive speech. Yeah, it's going to sound real pretty. It's going to sound really pretty. It's going to sound really good. It's mm-hmm. going to be very tweetable. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's almost like self-assuring too. Yeah. Like the there's like this new age practice practice of like a self-affirmation. Yeah. It's like I am. I am good. I am strong. I am this. I am that. And it's like the first words are I am. And like you see scripture and you like God calling him. I am the I am. Yeah. And like he gets to define how things are and yeah. who, who, who is who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets to define holiness and what is good and right and just. And he does that. And like it's revealed to us in his scriptures. And I think when like we step outside of the scriptures like if I were to like do a self affirmation in the morning, feel like I am good. Like scripture is actually contrary to that. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually disagreeing mm-hmm. with the Bible. Like I'm not saying amen to God's words. Yeah. I'm saying no, I disagree. And when I say I'm good and I don't finish the sentence of I am good because Christ has made me good because of his right. death. Like that's that's a that's a biblical affirmation. Yeah. Affirmations aren't bad. Yeah. They're just bad if they're void of truth of scripture. And I think that's, that's like a false teaching that like, yeah. it means well. And I don't think that meaning well is the same as doing what is holy and good and just. Right. Like, um, mm-hmm. I was listening, I was listening to something the other day. I think it was the old Testament. <sighs> Who's who's the one that touched the Ark of the Covenant? Covenant when they were bringing it in, it was one of those really interesting names. Sure. Something Huz, um, and God had commanded like you are not to touch the Ark of the Covenant with your bare hands. Like, like you're either going to be consecrated and you're only going to touch through the what are the, like those poles? The pole? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you, that's the only way you're touching it. But as they were transporting it, the oxen slipped, and the oxen slipped, so the Ark of the Covenant was going to fall. And this guy reaches out to stop it from falling and he touched it with his hands and he wasn't consecrated. I don't believe mm. I, I can't remember exactly. And the Lord struck him down and he died. Yeah. And the Lord in his like righteousness and his holiness, 
Like he he commands things for a certain reason. Right. And in that moment, like this dude's heart was probably in the right place. He wanted to protect the Lord's like the gift to his people. Like he didn't want it to break. But the Lord had commanded a specific thing. Yeah. And like struck him down. And like I I don't see God as an angry God. I see him as a merciful God. But there it makes me question like what what happened? Like why right. did you kill him? Right. And the, the what I see there is like even though your intentions might be good. Right. Like your intentions are not holy. Yeah. And and seeing God's holiness in the scriptures and how he intends for us to live is extremely important to to train ourselves in that righteousness, to to love and worship God in that way um, for the sake of, of making disciples, for making his name great. Right. And I think doing those things, we, I guess, naturally... Uh, defend against false teaching, but also there's there's some of us who are weak in our faith, um, who need that help being defended against those those wolves, right? Those these false teachings that just seep into they they seep into the church, man. Like, well, I think I think that's the part where discipleship comes in. That's yeah. why that's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. discipleship is so important. That um, I mean, the idea is that we are not only speaking gospel truths into one another, but that we're also helping one another mature in our understanding yeah. of what scripture teaches. And so I think that's that's one of the other reasons I think that the the call to discipleship or the the importance of discipleship is uh must be embraced by the church. Cause I think you're right. Like I think that's how false teaching kind of seeps into the church. And Peter uh in uh, in Second Peter two, he goes on to say that false teachers are gonna come from within the church. They come mm-hmm. from within the people. Dang Paul it. is addressing <laughs> that to Timothy in chapter three. He's saying <laughs> people are gonna come from within the church. They are the, the difficult times that you are experiencing are not because of difficult circumstances, but because of the actions of sinful people mm-hmm. that they will become lovers of self. In other words, they're going to be narcissistic. They're going to be lovers of money. That means they're going to be greedy. They're going to be lovers of pleasure that they're going to want to get theirs. And, uh, and that's going to come from within, within the church. And so you need to guard against this with the message of the gospel that has been entrusted to you that I am also entrusting you to teach other people, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he is pressing this. There's the urgency to proclaim. There's the call to be faithfulness or the call to be faithful. There's the, the significance of discipleship and it is to guard against, um, certainly false teaching, but also to introduce people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that you were talking about, Eric, like uh, a lot of these new philosophies, uh, I, I saw this clip on the Gospel Coalition of Ray Ortland. I think I reposted it on social media. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, I think the concept was loving yourself. And uh, and he says, man, I don't want anything to do with that. I've been, I've been trying to do that since yeah. 1949. <laughs> I, I don't need to love myself. I, I need a new self. Yeah, and I thought that was so that clean and concise. Good. I was like, "That's yeah. great." Like, was it called like the minute? The minute? It's a one minute apologetics. One minute apologetics. Nice. Yeah, and so, um, and so, and he goes, "That's why I'm very thankful for the words of Jesus in John three: You must be born again." Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think I think that's a because yeah. that kind of a teaching does seep into yeah. the church. Just want to love myself, or or even uh, teaching that you were talking about, Elsie, where. Um, 
man, we see preachers and teachers in the Christian living book section at Barnes and Noble, um, really popular preachers, teachers who are super influential, who are even Hmm. a part of some big denominations, have a Bible on the pulpit. They just don't read from it. And they are preaching a, a, a message that actually never gets to the person and promise of Christ. It never gets mm-hmm. to the part where I realize I am a sinner that has sinned against a holy God. And in repentance, I find that grace is my only hope that, that mm-hmm. I could actually be born again or that I have been forgiven by the blood of Christ. Like there, there, yeah. ne- that driving point never, never gets there. It's not, it's not nutrient filled. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just like, <laughs> empty calories. Yeah. And and so one of the things that Paul says in chapter four of, of second Timothy is that, um, that people's uh, ears are going to itch and mm-hmm. that they are going to subscribe to teachers that are going to suit their needs yeah. that are ultimately going to be teaching what they want to hear. And again, I think, yes, there's this call for us to introduce people who don't know Jesus, uh, to introduce them to Jesus. And I also think there is, uh, the the role of faithfulness also pertains to um, lovingly, <laughs> graciously speaking against false teachers uh, mm-hmm. and false teaching that seeps into the walls of the church. Yeah, to guard the church from those philosophies and even some of those those theologies that that are yeah. contrary to the teaching of Scripture. Yeah, I I see. Like the the point of those is to to remove the deity of Christ mm-hmm. from people's minds and to to pervert the the understanding of grace. Like a lot of times it's like you just you just need to have grace upon yourself, brother. Yeah. It's like, yeah, cool. Give yourself grace. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yes, that's true. And recognize where it comes from. Like mm-hmm. the source of all things is right. extremely important. And I think like those 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 smarmy preachers like just the word smarmy is what I, what comes to mind when i when i think of these popular self-help christianese books yeah they they use scripture and it's it's word word for word for word scripture but out of context and doesn't teach about who jesus is right and like who where the source of all grace comes from yeah and i think that's like if if you're listening to this and you're struggling with showing yourself grace and understanding how to to be loving and hear all of these 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 things that the world is teaching you like those things aren't bad it's like you can show yourself grace by looking in the scriptures for God i think it's it's doable like those things aren't bad it's right. just incomplete right and that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm I'm specifically thinking of like the self affirmations, like sure. the like if you want to love yourself, like deny yourself and read the scriptures. Like that's yeah. the best way to love yourself is yeah. to like spend time with God in the way that He's created you to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really hard though. Yeah, and I <laughs> yeah. think I think the other thing is like in that it's your role in that. It in God revealing himself to you through his word your role is to receive his mm-hmm. grace yeah and i think sometimes going back particularly for christians receiving grace is too easy 
Yeah. Like I need <laughs> like, to do more. I need to do more. I need yeah. to do stuff. And so, and and I and I think that that goes contrary to what what Paul is ta- uh, what Paul is telling Timothy, where he says, I think it's in chapter three, where he tells him all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for reproof, mm-hmm. correction, training in righteousness, and uh, so that the godly man would be equipped for every good work. Like in Scripture, all the Scripture, God is going to reveal Himself to you. And primarily, he's going to reveal your need for Jesus, not some piffy motivational quote to keep it going. He's going to tell you why you need Jesus. He's going to reveal your heart to you, and then he's going to meet you where you are with his grace. Mm-hmm. But if if we are constantly rejecting that, then it's going to be difficult for us to mature in our faith because yeah. there's, there's there's going to be... Another gospel that sounds better. Better, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and it, and, and that goes contrary to the cult of faithfulness, <laughs> and that goes against the importance of discipleship. And so, well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. I don't know how how long we've gone, but um, <laughs> anyway. So those are just our final thoughts on uh, the series that we did in Second Timothy. Um, if you haven't listened to it or watched any of the sermon videos, definitely check those out. Um, I hope that this banter on Second Timothy was helpful and encouraging. And, um, and yeah, if, if you find yourself reading through Second Timothy, make sure that you're pulling these themes of discipleship, faithfulness, and uh, standing firm as we guard the, 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 the gospel that we've been entrusted with. And so we will see you guys next week. Bye. The goal of this podcast is to equip our church for discipleship and mission. We want to thank you for listening in this morning, and we hope that you are encouraged by these conversations. If you'd like to learn more about Storehouse McKellen, you can visit our website at storehousemckellen.com. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us your questions to info at storehousemckellen.com. 